Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Equo ne credite tu cri quid quid id est Timeo Donaus et Dona Ferentis. And again, in case you don't speak Latin, that means do not trust the horse Trojans. Whatever that is, I fear the Greeks even when bearing gifts. So today our show is all about the eternal question of trust. How should we trust? Why should we trust? And who should we put our trust in? Well, apparently not the Trojans. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Zara Hassanane, and today the theme for our show is the gift of trust. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we begin, we want to give a shout out of thanks to the sponsors of our Be The Star You Are booth at the recent Pear Festival. And we've got MB Jesse Painting at www.mbjessepainting.com, spelled uh, M-B and then J-E-S-S-E-E. We've got Star Style Productions at StarStyleProductions.com, La Miranda Weekly Newspaper at LaMarindaWeekly.com, Brooks Oldbreeze at BlueOceanBob.com, and a big thank you to our event coordinator, Chelsea Pelchat, for organizing the event. She'll actually be on later in the radio show. And to be a sponsor, please volunteer, uh, or to volunteer or to get more information about our future events, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org and click on Events. Now, normally today we would have our health rap reporter, Alex um, Palacos. Um, he would be with us today, but he got stuck doing an experiment at UCSF. Um, so, But fortunately for us at, here at Express Yourself, Alex has a brother to sub for him, and um, his name is Jack Palacos. He's 13 years old. Jack is currently in eighth grade. Um, he's an eighth grade student at Joaquin Moraga Middle School. He enjoys music and has been playing blues harmonica for over five years. In 2015, he was awarded a youth recipient grant from the Society for the Preservation and Advancement of the Harmonica. He likes to spend time with friends and hike outdoors. Let's welcome Jack to express yourself. Hello. Hi, Jack. Hello, um, this is Jack Palacos, and yeah, I'm filling in for my brother Alex, and this is the health wrap. So, uh, as you know, the theme of tonight's show is the gift of trust, and this is actually a perfect theme for the health wrap because one of the most important things regarding our health is the trust between a patient and the doctor. It's very important that there is a secure bond of trust between the patient and the physician. This is necessary for the doctor to be able to make an accurate diagnosis and for the patient to participate fully in the healing process. The doctor can't make a good diagnosis if the patient isn't willing to communicate all of the symptoms with the doctor. And without an accurate diagnosis, the physician won't be able to provide 
uh, optimal treatment recommendation. The patient has to trust the doctor and feel comfortable sharing his information with the doctor. At the same time, the doctor has to trust that the patient is giving him all of the information. The doctor also has to trust that the patient is going to follow the treatment options and take the prescribed medication that he will give him. Um, Years ago, the doctor-patient relationship was pretty much centered as the doctor having complete authority. But luckily, that has changed over the years. Now, it's not that uncommon for the patient to have their own opinion on different treatment options. The doctor-patient relationship has evolved to where patients are much more involved in weighing the risks and benefits of different kinds of treatment. Nevertheless, no matter what kind of relationship you have with your doctor, you need to develop a level of trust that allows you to feel comfortable in discussing all of your medical concerns and different treatment options. When patients develop this type of trust, they are more likely to comply with their doctor's recommendations and heal quicker. One of the ways this trust is developed is... Uh, by communicating. So dozens of studies have shown that patients have much better health outcomes when their physicians are effective and compassionate communicators. According to Dr. Alan Hamilton, a neurosurgeon, being able to talk to your doctor builds trust. And when you talk to a doctor, you're more likely to follow their instructions. That markedly increases your odds of having a good outcome. This makes perfect sense. If you, tr- if you trust your doctor, you'll follow their treatment plan exactly, and you'll share all of your symptoms and important medical information. You'll also be more mil- willing to practice preventive health care. It actually might surprise you to know that 50% of the failures in medical treatment are reported by patients that don't follow the instructions and medications suggested by the doctor. If, for whatever reason, you don't feel comfortable communicating with your doctor, you should probably find a different one or at least ask for a second opinion. But you need to be especially careful that you're not moving away from a very top specialist because you don't like his interaction with you. You're not looking to have a relationship where you're best friends. It's a balancing act where you feel that you're capable of saying your feeling and you're comfortable in disclosing all the information to the doctor about your condition, no matter what it is or if it's embarrassing. The difficulty with developing this bond of trust is that doctors often appear rushed when seeing their patients. Many doctors fear face pressures to see as many patients as possible in a given day. And for many physicians, there aren't enough hours in the day to see their current patients and many new patients waiting for an appointment. You may feel your doctor isn't giving you the proper time and consideration you deserve during your appointment. Believe it or not, one-third to one-half of all patients will fail to follow a physician's treatment recommendations because they don't feel like they're taking them seriously enough. In conclusion, you should try and find a doctor that you feel comfortable with, one that you're able to communicate with, and one that makes you feel that he's engaged with your medical problems. Uh, You should make sure that you're prepared when you go to the doctor's office. Have your prior medical history available as a list of all the medications you have taken or are currently on. Write out your symptoms in advance. Give the doctor as much information as possible to help him create an accurate diagnosis and a good treatment plan in advance. Sometimes being prepared as a patient can make the relationship between the doctor and the patient better and with both sides having a bond of trust. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's really good advice. 
And um, you know what's really funny though is that the other day this I didn't I thought this was a singular incident, but my mom was kind of you know iffy about the treatment that her doctor was giving her on she'd injured her arms uh, her arm a few days ago, and so she was like you know I I don't really trust what's going on with my doctor, and so I pers I thought it was an isolated incident. I was like maybe her doctor is very sketchy, or maybe she just hasn't developed a a strong trusting relationship with uh, with him yet, but. You know, you mentioned that, you know, a lot of wrong diagnosis is actually with patients who don't follow their doctor's orders. Um, and so, Jack, are there any studies that actually illustrate the importance of trusting your doctor and shows that this is kind of more widespread than just my mom's isolated incident? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's tons of them. Um, the physician-patient relationship holds considerable healing patterns. And there's many, many, many studies showing that when patients trust their doctors, they're actually more likely to do better when they are sick. Many studies have shown that patients who didn't trust their doctors were not only more distressed, but suffered more physically. This reason uh, is pretty important. If you don't trust your doctor, then you're clearly going to become more stressed about your condition or illness, and you simply just won't have the confidence that you need to become or share your symptoms. If you don't trust your doctor, you're probably not going to follow his recommendations for recovery and as a result, not recover. Mm -hmm. yeah, wow, yeah. Like, you know, like a big cycle of mistrust and then no treatment, mistrust, no treatment, all of that. Oh, that's yeah, great. I think it's really, yeah, I think it's like cool how, you know, you emphasize that there has to be that relationship between the patient and the doctor. You know, a doctor's not just there to hand out diagnoses and to hand out medication. It really has to, there really has to be some trust there. So, Alice, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Jack, um, it makes sense that a patient has to be comfortable with their doctor, but not every doctor is always super friendly, you know, um, or we don't always trust them right away. So is it just that some doctors are born with a good personality or just seem more trustworthy and other doctors are not? Or like, you know, what's the deal there? Well, this is, that's actually a great question. I mean, let's face it, we all have different personalities and some of us are friendlier than others. It's no different with doctors. They're people too. It's essential that doctors step back and realize while their clinical skills are indispensable, personality matters too. If your doctor has a very lousy personality, you won't really want to go to them or follow any of the procedures they tell you to do. And you also won't really care what type of school they came through or what how much experience they have because a bad attitude means a lot. It's clearly important for your doctor to have good communication skills. If the doctor, uh, the doctor doesn't have to be the friendliest person you ever met, but it's never good if they're ornery or mean. That's, so, that's not good. Um, it's also interesting that a study done in 2009 found that physicians can be trained to be more caring and can learn how to treat patients more like individuals. This surprised a lot of doctors as well as medical school professors because most of them had believed that a doctor either had a good personality or they didn't. Yeah, wow. And so you really, I guess you really do have to build this mutual trust. And yeah, I guess the doctor's personality comes into play, which we don't really think about, you know, when we're when we're going to the doctor or like visiting the, the office. We're not like, you know, we just want a treatment. We don't take into consideration the more personal side of things and, you know, how your medical history and your medical treatment can be affected by your relationship with your doctor. Yeah, right. And I think, yeah, that just kind of goes to show that trust is really important in 
all kind of wakes and aspects of life because you know even with something as scientific as medicine um, as simple as going to the doctor there really has to be that trust there otherwise you know it's not really good for the doctor they don't learn how to do their job better and it's not good for the patient either because they can't treat themselves um, optimally um, well, thank you so much, Jack. That was an awesome discussion. And thanks for subbing in for your brother. You did an amazing job. It seems yes. like you're already a pro and you've been doing this for years. Um, and maybe you'll consider joining the Express Yourself team since you just did an awesome audition. Um, unfortunately, oh, we... Yeah, uh, thank you for being on the show. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but it was a wonderful discussion. And um, so during the break, please be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Zara Hasnane. And I'm Bridget Gia. Support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be the Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our talk about the gift of trust. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Zara Hassanane, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. This week's topic is the gift of trust. And I'm Brigitte Joining us today is our star guest, famed cryptozoologist, Ken Gerhard. Hi, Ken. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful to have you. And so we'll just we'll just give a little summary of uh, who you are and what you do. And so, as reported, you are a widely recognized cryptozoologist and field investigator for the Center of Fortean Zoology. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yep. All right, I'll continue. Uh, as well as a fellow of the Pangea Institute and consultant of, for several research organizations. So. Uh, we have here that you've traveled the world searching for evidence of mysterious animals and legendary beasts, including Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra, and other, uh, the 
and other enigmatic winged creatures and even werewolves. And so we also have here that you currently lecture and exhibit at various conferences and events across the United States. And so um, we at BTSYA, we were just wondering, what exactly is cryptozoology? Well, the name cryptozoology, if you translate it from Latin, crypto means hidden, and zoology, of course, pertains to the study of animals. So the name means the study of hidden animals. So essentially what cryptozoologists do is we go out and look for evidence of animals that haven't been accepted by science yet, that haven't been proven to be real. And most mm. of the animals that we investigate are legendary creatures like the ones you mentioned, Bigfoot, the Yeti, the Loch Ness Monster, and so forth. And uh, even though people find probably find it's very hard to believe that these things could exist, there are new animal species that are still being discovered all the time, and uh, there are still some very vast, unexplored wilderness areas on our planet that could harbor these un undiscovered species. Mm -hmm. Wow, oh that's yeah. yeah, that's intriguing. But no, what's really cool is that um, I, I I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but there's this game called Pop Tropica. Actually, that's for like you know for like kids from K to twelve, grades K to twelve, and it's like really fun. You jump jump around in islands like in the computer game, and there's oh, this huh. one island. Uh, yeah, there's this one island about cryptozoology, and uh, like you play as like you kind of discover evidence of all the animals so i always like think of it kind of like that and oh man that's so cool and i i was always reading books when i was younger about like bigfoot chupacabra especially i was fascinated and also creeped out about that <laughs> really cool. yeah it's really cool that your you know your your career is based on finding evidence about these like amazing and like weird creatures and like um so I, I just think that's great. So I'm a I'm kind of fangirling right now. Just yeah. I, I think it's really interesting, cryptozoology, and I've actually always been kind of fascinated about that, about like kind of the unexplained. And I think that's so cool <laughs> that you do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think you know, just like you were saying, Bridget, kind of from um, Brigitte, sorry, um, from like an early age, we all kind of read all these stories about these like you know fantastical monsters and stuff. But you never like think always. I mean, I guess when you grow up, you kind of you know, you think, oh, they can't be real and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, Ken, I think it's interesting that you mentioned Latin because um, I often, when people say, uh, like, talk about all these, like, you know, mythological creatures or supposedly mythological creatures, I kind of think of, like, Roman myths and stuff um, and all these stories that we read, you know, when we were little and that we continue to read now. So how did you first become interested in studying these creatures and studying cryptozoology? Well, um, pretty much like you said, when I was about eight years old, I watched my first TV show about Bigfoot, and I was just completely enthralled. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that there were, potentially, that there were monsters running around in the woods, you know? So, um, but as I was growing up, I had an opportunity, I was very lucky, I had an opportunity to travel around the world with my mother, who was a travel agent, and uh, so I traveled all over to South America, Africa, Asia, all these amazing places, and wherever I went, I always uh, looked into the legends of different fabulous creatures. And uh, then when I was 15 years old, we vacationed at Loch Ness in Scotland, which, of course, has a famous Loch uh, Lake monster called Nessie. And then about 20 years ago, I began doing field research for different organizations and, and going out and experiencing things. Uh, I've never seen any of these creatures that I seek, but I've I think I've heard them and I've found their footprints and things like that. So... Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
again, as, as hard as it is for people to accept maybe that these things exist, there are a lot of eyewitness sightings and people that claim that they've seen them, and that many of these people that I've talked to are very convincing. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, there's, or like, it, it seems, there's a lot of evidence out there, definitely. And, you know, I was talking about, like, the book that I read is called The Unexplained, and they had just, like, you know, a huge volume of, you know, what was going on and, like, all this literature. And so that's kind of where it starts, right, the literature. And so we actually have information um, about your, like, your newest book called A Menagerie of Mysterious Beasts. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us about this book. Like, is this a compilation of, you know, all of the evidence you found or, like, your studies? What is this book about? Yeah, the book is actually covers a wide range of things that I've either investigated in different countries around the world, uh, and also it has a number of never-before-published first-hand eyewitness accounts. So these are people that I've personally interviewed that got in touch with me or that I tracked down that claim to have seen some of these fabulous creatures and that agreed to let me write about their uh, sightings in my book, and sometimes I also investigated them if I was able to. So most people, of course, have heard of Bigfoot, uh, also known as the Yeti or Sasquatch. Most people have heard of the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra, maybe the Jersey Devil. But there's a lot of mm. other mystery creatures that people have never heard of, and this book covers all of the ones we've talked about, plus some other different ones. For example, people have reported giant spiders the size of house cats running around in Georgia. Oh and people have discovered things like living dinosaurs in, in remote areas. And uh, sea monsters and giant birds. And the, the list goes on and on. And so the book is... I'm very proud of the book because it has a diverse range of subjects and it addresses sightings of all these fabulous creatures that maybe people haven't heard of. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, you know, all these kind of common creatures that we've heard of, I think it's cool how, you know, we kind of just read the myths a lot of times and we kind of just take it on the surface, but you never really look into the like science behind that. And I think it's really cool that you're exposing people to that as well. Um, and I also think um, it's really awesome that, you know, people trust you with their stories, that people trust you to, um, you know, like tell you all their like accounts of, you know, when they saw all these like awesome creatures and stuff like that. Um, so can you, and I'm sure that like, uh, when you appeared on TV, you probably talked a lot about that. So can you tell us, um, what it was like to kind of go on TV and talk about all these eyewitness accounts and all these, um, creatures and stuff like that? Well, um, I've appeared on, as you said, I've appeared on a number of TV shows. Uh, recently I hosted a series for the History Channel called Missing in Alaska, I've also been on Ancient Aliens and Monster Quest and other shows that deal with these mysteries. And, of course, filming television shows is a lot of fun because you get to travel and meet people and stuff. But um, it's also not always very accurate in terms of the investigation because when you're doing a TV show, you don't have a lot of time. You're on a very strict schedule. And uh, so a lot of times you're kind of rushing through things. Um, but going back to something you mentioned a second ago, as far as people that have told their stories... As you can imagine, a lot of people are worried about ridicule. If they, when they see these things like Bigfoot or other mysterious creatures, they don't want to tell anybody because they don't want them to think that they're a little bit nuts or making a story up. So I, I think it's really cool that a lot of the people that I included their accounts in my book actually agreed to use their name, and they weren't afraid. You know, I offered oh, to change. Yeah. Yeah, I offered well. to change their names and stuff if they if they wanted to change their identity or, or have a, a, a pseudonym, but 
all of the people pretty much said, no, I'm okay with you using my name. I, I know what I saw, and I'm not nuts. So, Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's really brave, too. You know, you step out and tell your account about a monster or, like, a creature that nobody's heard of before. And, you know, yeah, you do, you do face this, like, this fallback or this, like, you know, reaction, but I think it's really cool that they were able to step out and you were able to get in contact with them. And so, you know, a lot of these people, I, I feel like if you're living in one certain area and you've experienced, you know, contact with a mysterious creature or a monster, um, then that's like the single coolest thing that they've ever done in their lives or they've ever seen. But, you know, you've studied so many different beasts and so many different, you know, myth like creatures that may or may not exist. What is the most fascinating monster or beast that you've ever studied and why? Oh, that's a great, that's a great question, but it's really hard to uh, pinpoint <laughs> that down to one because there are a lot of really cool things that I've investigated. Um, but one of my areas of specialization are things called thunderbirds. And the name Thunderbird is based on Native American legends, many Native American legends of these enormous airplane-sized birds. And uh, the, um, believe it or not, there are also modern, many modern sightings of these giant birds. And I've been investigating those for about 12 years, and I've collected many oh. sightings from around North America. And people wow. describe birds as having a wingspan like 15 to 20 feet across, which oh, is... Yeah like twice as big as a condor. I mean, just really, really massive birds. So um, I'm really fascinated with that particular mystery. And um, again, I've collected so many sightings and a lot of people aren't aware that these giant bird sightings exist. And the fact that you have these Native American legends, many different cultures around North America to talk about these giant birds dating back centuries, that's pretty convincing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. for sure. Was it was it the one where um that one red-haired kid got picked up by the bird, by the Thunderbird, and then like I think when the Thunderbird dropped him, and then a year afterwards his hair like turned white. I uh, was it that yep. one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I wow. really read that in my unexplained book. I was like, whoa, that's incredible. I mean, I feel like when it <laughs> when it's um when it's unknown, it's I'll bet it's like a huge fright, but like. Maybe yeah. I was thinking if I knew about it beforehand, maybe yeah. that would be fun. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, that's a <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Oh, you know, that's that both of, yeah, it's awesome that both of you guys like know about these awesome you know beasts. And I guess we'll have to read more about Thunderbirds and all those other amazing yeah, creatures sure. in your book, Ken. Um, thank you so much for that amazing conversation and telling us about you know this truly unique and special work that you do. For more information about Ken and what he does, visit his website at www. Um, gerhard.com. That's www.kengerhard.com. And read his latest book, A Menagerie of Mysterious Beasts. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. Also, please visit our charity site at bt be the star you are org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here because in the next segment, uh, we'll be returning with Ken and our amazing conversation of, about cryptozoology. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of trust. I'm Zara Hassanet. And I'm Brigitte And joining us today is a, uh, a new addition, or relatively new, she was on last week, to our family. So Chelsea Kelchat with her segment um, Past Present is... Uh, going on its second, I think it's second time today, and it's absolutely amazing. So Chelsea is the teen event coordinator for the Be The Star You Are charity, and as a 10th grader, she enjoys writing for the Orinda News, tutoring at her former elementary school's homework club, and participating in the public speaking program at her school. Over the, over the summer, she took... I, know, <laughs> uh, I go to the rival school, so I'm kind of like over here in the corner. <laughs> well... Over the summer, she took a writing analysis class at UC Berkeley, as well as fulfilled the role of TA in a film analysis class. And so she will be reporting for Past Present on today's radio segment, and it focuses on how our past is invaluable to the present and the future. So we are so excited to have her once again on the radio show, and welcome, Chelsea. Go ahead and take it away. Hi, everyone. I'm Chelsea, a reporter at Express Yourself, and my segment is called Past Present. For this gift of trust edition of my segment, I will be talking about the ways trust has been perceived by historical figures. As one of the most notorious and widely disputed political figures, Machiavelli's cynical views have have undoubtedly had a tremendous influence on our modern political science. In fact, the term Machiavellian, or anything associated with his name for that matter, are immediately linked to to cunning cunning, ruthless, and sheeming tones. One of the most fundamental ideas of his philosophy are to trust nobody, um, as men are naturally treacherous. In his most famous published piece, The Prince, he says that the bond that keeps a promise relies on love, which is subject to change with a fluctuation of emotions, which basically makes betrayal unavoidable. Machiavelli's whole, it's better to be feared than loved, but avoid being hated by your citizens, philosophy rests on the idea that the best form of reassurance is by securing the fear and respect of your subject, which, if you think about it, makes sense. So say that you really need to borrow some money from a friend. However, that day, for no reason, just they just refused to do so because they heard that maybe you were spreading rumors about them, even if it's completely untrue. 
On the other hand, if your teacher tells you to turn in an assignment on a certain day, you will do whatever it takes to fulfill the request. Why? Because whether you admit it or not, you fear them as their choices will directly affect your future. So over the summer, I read Shakespeare play. I read the Shakespearean play um, Richard III, which I believe displays a great example of the detrimental effects that may follow if we are too trusting. Um, so by looking at the relationship between Richard III and his right-hand man, Lord Buckingham, we can seek to find a great example. Although he might be remembered, he might be best remembered as one of the kings who ruled during the new monarchy, the new monarchy in Northern Europe. It's easy to forget that his treacherous and cunning, or should we say, Machiavellian method of gaining power, um, basically set himself up for just destruction. Um, Buckingham was loyal to him throughout the play, as Richard promised him a large estate when he reached the throne. However, when Richard realized that he no longer had any reason to uphold his promise, he executed his best friend, citing his reason as a limiting threat to his power. And so from there on, Richard played with paranoia and just basically surrounded by people who he's been who he's betrayed, people who fear him. He's basically surrounded by an aura of negativity, which eventually, if you watch the documentary, um, leads to his downfall as just he, he basically self-destructs. And as many say, we can look to our past to avoid making the same mistakes, which is why there are so many lessons we can extract with thousands of years of human civilization. Although we may have touched on the trust on trust with a cynical tone today, I would advise you to take these extreme views and stories into consideration in order to re, in order to reach a balanced middle. Life it's all about balance and it's important to know how and who to trust, but all the meanwhile exercising caution to avoid betrayal. Wow. Oh, go ahead, oh, go sorry. ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, um, Okay. Well, basically, Cynthia wanted me to talk about uh, last Saturday's experience at the Vineyard Vines 1010 fundraiser. And so part of the thing about trust is that you also, there's also an aspect which is pretty um, subconscious. So like when you're talking to someone, you're trusting what they're saying is true, mm. right? But the thing yeah. is that we had a miscommunication with the event coordinator from Vineyard Vines and she um, in her emails, I think she told us that she just basically asserted that we, if we um, advise, if we advertise Vineyard Vines to the public, anyone who comes in between certain hours, or she told me it was throughout the day, and so there's a lot of confusion. Um, if they would come in, just say that they were from Be The Star You Are, or they were with Be The Star, Be the Star You Are, not even, just come in, buy some stuff, and 10% of the proceeds during that day would be donated to our charity. Um, but apparently it wasn't so. So we went there, and I just waited until people started buying, and I was so, I was so happy. I was saying, oh, we're getting so much, like, we're getting so many sales, but then no one really said they're from Be The Star You Are, and I realized that she meant that it had to be actual event, I mean, actual volunteers from our charity, which is basically not possible, because 
you know, we're like, we're teenagers, we're busy over the weekend. Um, I did not expect anyone to actually like come out to the event and buy stuff. I mean, our charity is to just spread literacy. We're not here to purchase stuff from a store. And so basically what happened was it was a huge um, misconception. And although um, the fundraiser was a big letdown, we can we can basically take away a huge learning experience of, of communicating well enough and just establishing mutual trust between each other and maybe setting up even an online chat the next time. Just communication yeah. is fundamental. Right. And at this time, I guess we trusted them way too much um, and we trusted their words and we ended up having a downfall because of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that really illuminates, um, you know, the role that trust plays in our society because, you know, Cynthia trusted you to set up the event and you trusted that woman. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, just because of miscommunication, just because of, you know, a lot of things that are out of your control, um, it didn't really work out. And I really liked how you brought up, you know, all these, um, in your segment, you brought up historical examples like Machiavelli and how, you know, fear actually requires a lot of trust. Um, and you brought up uh, an example of literature of how trust can be so easily deceived. And I think that really does um, kind of pertain to our everyday lives as well, because, you know, history and literature and, you know, even your experience, all this is kind of like a microcosm of like the real human condition. So um, just like going off of that, how significant of a role does trust play in our everyday lives, in your opinion? Well, I mean, for starters, it keeps us from basically going crazy with paranoia. I mean, imagine if you couldn't confide in anyone. You couldn't sit in a classroom with other people doing a test because you're afraid of people cheating off of you. You know, the list goes on. Trust is, again, it's fundamentally the key to relationships. Working within a sports team, working on a project in class together. I mean, we are living on this planet with 7 billion other people. If we cannot work with them in a cooperative and productive manner, essentially nothing would ever get accomplished. And so therefore, I believe that trust is one of the most overlooked yet essential gifts that we possess and has led to our success in our, pro- in our basically our global progression today in our civilization's huge progression in the past few centuries. Yeah, definitely. And like, I guess, you know, you really have to, especially in today's world, you do, if you're investing in stocks or if you're working with another corporation, like with the 1010 Vineyards, you do have to, you know, have a certain amount of trust. And actually going back to um, you're, you're in the segment where you talked about Richard III, I find it really funny because um, you, you also talked about misconceptions, right? And like, you know, taking words differently than like each party takes words differently. And it's funny because when I was in AP European history last year, <laughs> um, I actually, my history teacher played us a video about how, um, especially like Shakespeare's play, Richard III, and the conception of him throughout history was mm-hmm. actually written by kind of, you know, the victors where they painted right, him as a yeah. person. And, you know, you don't know whether he's actually a terrible person or not. But um, you see this, like, it, it, it might not be so much of a misconception, but it's definitely a more biased conception of Richard III. And we, have to, we do have to look at how Shakespeare was, you know, employed by Queen Elizabeth, who was the right. you know, granddaughter of Richard III's, like, 
worst enemy. And so you do see this whole like bias coming into play and like different sides always have different motives. And so it's hard today to, you know, place your trust in a certain party because you're scared of their motives, of their agendas. But I do think your point about, you know, how the world works is through trust, you know, is really important. And we should learn to trust others, even if we are sometimes afraid of people's agendas. We do need to be cautious, but we also do need to learn to trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, I think it's all about, you know, perceptions because, you know, maybe to a commoner Richard III, a commoner during that time, you know, Richard III wasn't all that great. And, you know, history does kind of have this tendency to kind of make things more glorious than they are as time goes on. Or like the winner always, you know, the victor always writes the pages. Right, of right. Yeah, it's- like, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, our world is filled with misconceptions, but it'd be kind of nice if, you know, we could just learn to trust each other once in a while. But, um, so Chelsea, thank you so much for that awesome conversation and welcome to the family for the second week now. You're doing an amazing job um, and you're telling us some, yeah, and you're telling us some really um, applicable and helpful stuff. During the break, be sure to check out our charity site at bethestarur.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are, 501C3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Make sure to visit, um, Chelsea Ann and the other remarkable Be The Star You Are volunteers at the Moraga Pear Festival uh, this Saturday, Saturday, September 24th from 10 to 4 p.m. For more info under events at our website, at B- uh, go to events under our website um, at www.btsya.org. I'm Zara Hosnane. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Again, yeah, we went to the Paris Festival uh, this this weekend, and it was really great. Uh, you did have the opportunity to meet a lot of our volunteers. And so visit ExpressYourselfTNRadio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on the gift of trust. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, and I'm Zara Hasanane. I'm Brigitte Gia. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of truth. Joining us today is our wonderful reporter, Maria Wong. Hi, Maria. Hi, Brigitte. Hi, Zara. 
So today's novel that I will be discussing is the thriller Lies I Told by Michelle Zink. What's really cool about how I discovered this book is actually from listening to Express Yourself. We interviewed her a while back and she was talking about this book and I was really interested in it. And I really love this um, novel. It's like a great young adult novel because it has all the quintessential elements, teen romance, some familial problems, high school drama, and an endearing protagonist who you can really relate to. But Michelle Zink really takes a step further with this, I think, because it's a really thoughtful novel. It examines how trust can be usually taken advantage of and the devastating effect it can have on the person who's being taken advantage of. So going back to the novel, it's set in the idyllic Hermosa Playa and focuses on Grace Fontaine. Now, Grace seems to have it all. She's beautiful, wealthy, and is really close with her family. However, this is not the case at all. Her family is sort of run like a corporate business. They're con men. It's not based on emotional connections at all. Rather, they bond over being able to befriend people, steal their money, and then disappear into town with new fake identities. And you're probably wondering why someone would agree to this. That's what I was thinking. But Grace comes from a very different background. She was a foster child and she was adopted when she was about eight. So she feels very indebted to her parents um, named Renee and Carmack. Meanwhile, her older brother Parker feels the opposite. He feels like they're just using them as pawns and he wants to skip town with Grace as soon as possible and escape their greedy family. As a reader, I definitely resonated with Parker. From my point of view, they were definitely being taken advantage of, and I thought that they should leave. But Renee and Carmack are having their latest heist, and it's their biggest one yet. They're going to steal over 1,000 golden bars from the Fairchild family, which is a wealthy coastal family. And they're going to do this by using grace to basically flirt with and get whatever information they need out of the youngest son, Logan Fairchild. And Grace, naive and trusting as ever, full-heartedly agrees. However, when her and Logan meet, their romance actually really begins, and it's a genuine relationship. And this leaves Grace really conflicted, as the only genuine relationship she has had is with her brother. And not in that way at all, but just based on trust. And... Logan is a really great person, actually. He has a loving family, and he and Grace begin to trust each other. It's mutual. And this really weighs weighs heavy on Grace's heart as she realizes that she's misusing trust. I think the author does this to sort of show the parallel as her parents, Renee and Carmack, are using her and Parker for their trust, just as Grace is using Logan um, and his trust for her and her family's benefit. And throughout this, it sort of goes between her contemplating on what to do, whether to betray Logan and help her family or stick with her family and go on this heist. And it's very action packed. It's they're like secret agents, you know, going around the house, looking through security cameras, sneaking in late at night. And it also has, as I said, the high school drama with a girl named Rachel, who is growing suspicious of Grace's family, is determined to find out what they're up to as she realizes they're not exactly the most normal or wholesome family. Sketch. (laughs) So overall, this novel has so many aspects to it, but I really think it's a great book that everybody should read, and it really focuses on the issue of trust and just the how precious it is. Yeah, wow. wow. That was an incredible synopsis. Oh, man, so intense. And, like, yeah, I feel like, again, this book is, like, a really great, you know, selection for 
our theme this week because it's just like what happens when you don't have a lot of trust or what happens when you take trust and you kind of distort it and you use it and like is the person who uses this trust you know like a fundamentally bad person or are they just like you know in a certain predicament or no like, exactly it definitely you know. sort of has um ambiguity about morals and what those really are to a certain person <laughs> existential crisis <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah there's this whole like I feel like definitely you mentioned yeah where like the author really goes above and beyond where it is a teenage book and it also kind of has like a ring of truth to it or like morals behind the story and so um, it's it's set uh, as, as I take it it's set in present day right yes it it's is in present day and so you know we do have a bunch of issues with trust government nowadays and like when, you know they have all those horrible things where like people will leak photos of other people on like social media because of technology nowadays you can transfer information so fast and that also is kind of you know harmful to trust that we have and so how is trust viewed nowadays like with all of this going on well like just going on the internet and reading all these things you know <laughs> a lot of um like media sites like Huffington Post are stating that millennials don't trust anyone. And I would say mm. that's somewhat true. I think just as teenagers in general, we're learning to be more skeptical skeptical of things. As a child, we accept everything we hear and take it for granted. But now definitely like with the upcoming election, we can sort of see who do we trust? Like what, um, just like, especially like as a young teenager who's like, in, wants to be involved in this just um, government media and how that's portrayed and what sources you really can trust. Yeah, I think that's really interesting too because, you know, it also brings up the question like, are millennials really the only generation that, you know, as we are teenagers, like, are we the only teenagers that ever like distrusted people and that ever were kind of suspicious of what the world was telling us, what the media was telling us, suspicious of like our political system and stuff like that. So I don't know, like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think millennials are like especially distrustful or do you think kind of like all teenagers, no matter what their generation, um, at the time they were teenagers, do you think everyone kind of has that inclination towards distrusting? I think for every era and like every like set of teenagers there's definitely distrust that comes with it just from being more rebellious and having all of these new ideas and learning new things but I think definitely in the time we're at just with all of the events going around whether it be Black Lives Matter and police brutality and wondering like whether we really can trust like authoritative figures or right. whether it be with the election with just sort of the craziness with Trump and Hillary yeah. just yeah you know everything I think it definitely plays a bigger role for us just um as not everything is how it seems yeah well thank you so much Maria for another awesome segment and providing kind of a voice of reason in this crazy world <laughs> um sadly we are out of time thanks to star style Productions, cynthia bryan be the star you are and our voice america kids crew especially our engineer aaron thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world and thank you our listeners for making us a top rated program i'm zara hassanin and i'm Bujijia. you have been listening to express yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens for information on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be trusting, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. Find some place you know. You're listening to Voice America Kids now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 